Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of Visa's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Baseball tonight. Uh, we're monitoring all that. And there's some golf to talk about this week. And to help us along, let's bring in the co host of the greatest golf betting show there ever was. It's called Long Shots. It's with Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, and this gentleman right here, the Swiss Army knife of Visan. It's Wes Reynolds, everybody. How you doing, Wes? Good evening, Gil. How are you? Uh, we're doing very well, man. Thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for uh, hanging out for a second time with me today. At Wes Reynolds 1, by the way, the number one on Twitter for Wes. All right, so uh, we're wedged in between, um, you know, the FedEx Cup and the Ryder Cup. There's this little thing called the Fortinet Championship. It's up in Napa. What can you tell us about the course and the field? Yeah, and uh, usually with this field, we don't get a top-end really true favorite here because it's actually the first event of the 2021-2022 wraparound PGA Tour season. So this is the debut tournament, and usually we don't get a clear-cut favorite, but we do have one in John Rahm, who opened about 5-1, to 9-2, to now seeing about plus 350. Now, John Rahm did not play in the Pro-Am today and was not available for media availability so you wonder okay is he going to withdraw or maybe he and kelly had too much fun in wine country last night so you know he, he and his wife and some friends and his manager or whoever but that could very well be the case but i was surprised to see john rom actually play this event 
because it seems like, okay, maybe he's just trying to get some reps in for the Ryder Cup because none of the other Ryder Cuppers are really playing this week, whether it's on the European Tour for the Dutch Open or here at the Fortinet Championship in Napa Valley. And the course is Silverado Country Club. It was designed by Robert Trent Jones. Johnny Miller did a redesign kind of in the early 2010s. 72, uh, par 72, rather, 7,166 yards. Narrow fairways, heavily bunkered, but a pretty scorable type course. Bent POA in terms of the greens, not too fast, about medium speed. So they played this here for about six years. The lowest score that was ever posted actually was last year by Stuart Sink at 21 under when he won this as a 200 to one shot. So, you know, mid to high teens is what you're probably looking at for the winning score here. Wes, what type of golfer is we, you know, of course, you want John Rahm, I mean, but let's, let's eliminate him. So what type of golfer were you looking at? Because John Rahm is, is just a robot. He doesn't matter what course it is or what tournament. He's, he's awesome. But what, what type of skills were you looking at when you were kind of narrowing the playing field here? You know, Matt, this is kind of unique because when you look at the recent winners, you get guys that have been bombers. Brendan Steele led the field here in 2017 for strokes he gained off the tee, as did Cameron Champ in 2019. But then you look, Stuart Sink, he's not really a big hitter. Kevin Tway, he's really not a big hitter. So I did look a little bit, though, even though those guys during their winning weeks, I think were like top 15 in the field for driving distance. So what I looked at this week, I mean, there are all different kind of categories you could put in a model. You're always going to, I think, weigh approach pretty much every week. That's always a good default thing. But I looked at guys that gain in driving distance, guys that gain a little bit off the tee, guys that are very good on par four, specifically from like 400 to 450 yards, because six of the 10 par fours on this par 72 at Silverado really fall in that range. And then guys that are solid tee to green and can make a lot of birdies here because a lot of the PGA Tour players don't really like POA on the greens. They may be either pure bent grass guys or they're pure Bermuda grass guys, and they don't like POA because it can get a little bumpy, but that's what you're going to see on the West Coast. So you've got to be on point, I think, really tee to green and have some shorter putts because you don't want to deal with these tricky greens. Still tripping off the fact that John Rahm is minus 330 to get in the top 10. Look at that market right there. <laughs> Look at that thing. Uh, okay, so then, Wes, how how involved are you getting here? Is this like your normal kind of betting output, or are you, are you being specific uh, to this tournament? Are you being a little more nitty, to use the poker term here, and just sort of being a little more conservative with your bets? And then if so, either way, who do you land on? Yeah, it's about normal, Gil, but I a lot more bombs this week than I think usual. Usually I kind of stagger it a little bit throughout the odds board, but not a lot of short guys. The shortest guy I play, and I know he's drifted now, and I see him on that graphic at 14-1. to 1. I got Kevin Na at 25-1. He was the only kind of chalky guy I played this week because – Basically, what I'm doing is walking down Narrative Street this week, because if you look at what happened at the BMW PGA over in Wentworth on the European Tour last week, Billy Horschel went ahead and won that event, and he was kind of one of those select handful of guys that you might have called Ryder Cup snubs that were kind of maybe close to being selected. Like, if he was selected, I don't think it would have been like, oh, my God, why select him? Because the guy won the match play in Austin at the WGC Dell match play earlier this year. So he's certainly capable. Kevin Na obviously had been playing very good golf. He lost to uh, Manny Grillo here in 2015 in the playoff at Silverado. And also last time he played, 
who matched John Rahm as the 72-hole low scorer at the Tour Championship. It was Gavin Na and his tee to green, his par four scoring, the birdies gain, the opportunities gain numbers are off the charts really for the last 24 rounds. So he was kind of the only obvious or chalky guy I played. And then I went kind of bomb hunting at triple digits and I looked at a couple different guys, one being Taylor Pendrith, who I got at 105 to one. He was fifth on the Corn Ferry Tour money list. Canadian player earned his PGA Tour card for the first time. And you look at who the favorite is in this tournament, John Rahm, of course, uh, number two in strokes gained off the tee. Who's the one player that tops him over the last 24 rounds? It's Taylor Pendrith. And we've seen this pattern with guys that can bomb it a little bit and gain a lot off the tee. I mentioned Steele in 2017, Champ in 2019. Pendrith maybe could fit that uh, here in terms of being a bomber off the tee. Aaron Rye is another one, 100 to one. He actually should have won several weeks ago on the Corn Ferry Tour Finals up at the Albertsons Boise Open. Made a mess of 18, ends up double bogeying, but two-time European Tour winner from England, got himself a PGA Tour card, seventh in scrambling, ninth for GIR on that tour. So he was a guy, and then a couple other triple-digit guys, Hank Lebiota, 125 to one. Joe Bramlett, who actually won two weeks ago on the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. He's a Bay Area guy. Played at Stanford, so very familiar with this course. Luke List and Brandon Hagee, a couple other bombers, uh, very good tee to green. Now, Luke List, if you bet him before, and I know probably a lot of people have, he's a little shaky with that flat stick. But kind of with these greens, I think it could be a great equalizer. Sometimes you see poor putters do well on this surface because the guys that are the putters that are more used to like the bent grass or the pure Bermuda don't necessarily putt well on POA. So uh, went with a lot of triple-digit guys, just kind of throwing darts here in this first fall series event. Wes, we see, you know, you, you mentioned, obviously, outside of Rom, there isn't really the the super marquee player here. So we sometimes we bet these first-round leader, and you kind of look, and is there anybody that you don't necessarily have conviction in that you know is in the field this week to, to actually get it done over the course of four rounds, but, you know, has been known to – to go low a round or two here and there. Because, I mean, I, I see like a guy like Wyndham Clark is in the field. He's like a, I mean, a first-round leader. You're getting, you know, 150 to 1 on him. They're like different things like that. I wonder if there's a way that you can kind of maybe try to try to get a bomb home in a tournament like this just on, on the first day. That's probably the best way to approach it, Matt. And just kind of looking at the odds board here, a lot of people will go to Harry Higgs, who was the runner-up. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Stuart Sink here last year was right in the mix. So, Harry Higgs, Brendan Steele, a two-time winner here. I'm seeing him at 100 to one at some shops. So Kiradek Afri Barnrat also might be another guy to look at, because by the way, he was the leader for a lot of the final round at the BMW PGA Championship. Ends up losing by one to Horschel, and Afri Barnrat finishes tied for second. And Barnrat got the putter going. He had gained, I think, like. 12 strokes putting through like the first couple rounds. I It was just something absurd. So maybe he continues that for a round, but doesn't quite do it for 72 holes. By the way, players in this field of the Fortinet Championship who have gained at least a stroke per round on the field, minimum of 10 rounds at Silverado Resort. The number one top player on that list, Kevin Na, the aforementioned Kevin Na, plus 1.68 uh, strokes gained on the field. Uh, okay, uh, two minutes here, Wes. Ryder Cup coming up. Right now, the line listed at DraftKings, USA, minus 215, Europe is plus 225. That has gone up. That was minus 165, but a few days ago, the tie is 12 to 1. Have you made a wager on this already? 
I have not, actually. And and at, at that price, I could only be tempted by the Europeans, even though I think USA should win this. Because if you look at Team Europe and how it's constructed, Gil, a lot more experience. There's four guys on this team over 40, including two of the captain's picks. But this seems like a real transition time for Europe. They don't really have, like, a lot of young guys with the exception of Rahm and Hatton, you know, Hovland. Those have been the mainstays, but they're not, like, loaded with youth talent. They've got guys that I think are not really ready for this, like the Horsefields and the Hoyguards who didn't make the team. And you look at this American team, even though it's got six rookies, look at who your rookies are. Xander Shoffley, Daniel Berger, Colin Morikawa, uh, Patrick Cantlay, pretty good rookies, by the way. So the Americans should win this, but at this price, I could not bet them. If you make a wager on Europe, will you feel dirty, Wes? No, not really, because those guys seem like they're more likable guys, to be honest with you, Gil, than some of our <laughs> okay. guys. Our guys That's so very are, honest. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are. They seem like cooler guys, like guys you would want to have a glass of wine with, whereas our guys just kind of seem like meatheads from time to time, like Bryson or Brooks, you know, arguing back and forth, prepping for the long drive. Brooks says he's not interested in the Ryder Cup. So makes me a little bit lukewarm and keeps him away, even though I think Team USA should win this thing. Wes is the best. Here I am asking the silliest question I could think of, and Wes shoots it right back. Very, very actually insightful answer. Wes, appreciate it, man, as always. You bet, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. Wes Reynolds, everybody, uh, right here. On primetime action. I don't want to sell him short because last night I mentioned uh, that Turk Pettit was in the field. Yes. And so I had to go home and do a little bit of research. And the reason I was not familiar with one Turk Pettit is uh, he is the 2021 NCAA Division One men's golf champion. So he is oh. he just turned pro. And now you feel bad. Just just turned pro. Yeah. Sorry about that, Turk. Good there you go, Turk yes. Pettit. And to Turk Pettit's family. We'll come back. Beeson's primetime action. We'll look at the Giants in Washington tomorrow night. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo. 
the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. How nice is it to have Brent Musburger just leading us into segments? Phenomenal. What a, what a, you, you know, got to pinch yourself. Every show on the network has it, Gil, but you know what we get? We get the you're looking live. Yes, we do. Nobody th- else gets that. I think, I think I get that in the morning, too. Oh, okay. Other, other shows yeah, are live. Yeah. Gil Alexander, shows aren't live. Matt I'm Brown, just, you know, Kelly Bidlin. They are live. By the way, when VEASAN Plus uh, begins, um, the Matt Brown in between segments ruminations will be a big feature of that. <laughs> so Can't wait for that. <laughs> Extremely I, I, uncensored. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if the name wants to get out there. So I, I got a DM here, and this is a, a good question I think that we should address here. Okay. Uh, I'll just say I'll just say it's it's you want your name if you want your name said, you can send me another DM or whatever, but it's, I don't want you. So uh, it said, how, you guys were just talking about tying up money for five months. He's like, but you guys were playing season long props on these over under yards. You were saying that it's only four to one payout, but some of those are well, are, are, are made are one ten on each side. Does your opinion change? So, yeah, that's actually a very, very good question because here's the thing is, is like, so that bet where we're saying it's only a three and a half or a four to one payout, like I don't have any strong conviction on that bet one way or the other. Right. And so like, I'm not going to tie up money for five months on a bet that I don't have strong conviction when I'm getting such a small payout. Like it's different if I'm, if I'm like, I have a, I have a pretty decent lean to something like this and I'm getting a 20 to one or 25 to one or 50 to one or something like that type payout. But when we're talking about only getting three and a half to one or four to one, I don't want to lock up that money for, for the five months when I don't have a, a, a real conviction on that. Whereas if I'm playing a season long player prop on a receiving yards or something like that, like I'm only playing that if I actually have a, a strong conviction on that. So I feel comfortable locking that money up because I feel confident. Well, Jerry Judy, that's dead. So I can go ahead and yeah. Injured first game. So no, it's a great question too, because I even asked you guys, I don't do that in football, right? I don't, I don't have a lot of player props season mm-hmm. longs. Baseball, I treat differently. Baseball, I play, I, I do have some season long props, mm-hmm. but it's the exact same attitude you have, I guess, about your football, which is no, 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 no. I have, you know, I have numbers to support, and this is why I'm betting those. In baseball, it's kind of more natural for me. But I'm, I'm with my man here who, who wrote you that DM where I don't, in football, I don't. I, I just don't do it as much. Mm-hmm. But if I did have, you know, a, a strong enough conviction that might change my attitude. Now, by the way, my baseball ones got just destroyed, riddled with injuries. That's the problem with all of these. Well, I mean, here I only had four, yeah. as you can see on the screen, uh, right, right, right there. One of them's already dead. So I mean, like yeah. the, the the Jerry Judy because he he gets injured first game, he's not going to come back until midseason. So I mean, like that one's that one's dead before we even get going here. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say I like I personally have a few more. Preseason futures probably than I normally do, Gil. I, I don't I don't love it. I usually have a few heading into the year, not a not a ton because I always think it's not because of betting futures. I don't mind tying up my money if I do think there's there's value there. I'm fine with that. But the more I've found over the years, almost in any sport, including the NFL, is there's better opportunities within the season than what you're going to find preseason. Even just after I added I added onto my list actually last night. 
Uh, over at Circa, they are hanging 105 on the Bills to win the AFC East. We were looking at mm-hmm. minus 120 at DraftKings last night, so that's another one I yeah. added actually uh, just last night. Speaking of which, I went and grabbed the last 9-1 to one in town on the Giants to win the World Series yesterday. Uh, another example of something that here just, you know, a few handfuls of game before the postseason begins, you can still get the best team in baseball mm-hmm. record-wise at 9-1. to one. Uh, because I couldn't live with myself if the Giants won it all and I didn't have a wager on it. I think that is fair. Yes. Gil. Yeah. I think that is fair. And that's probably like this is one of the last good numbers that were out there. Bet MGM had it, so 9-1 to one there. But I, I love the question, and I guess the, the, the most general way of answering it is there are no absolutes. Correct. There are no absolutes. No, so, no, no absolutes yes. for sure. But I think a lot of the times what we're, when we do say stuff like, well, we don't want to lock up the money for that long or something for that type of payout. It's mainly because, yeah, it's that type of payout also on a bet that we're not Correct. jumping up and down about like, that. We're, that we're yes. not super, that we're not super, you know, having a lot of conviction on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Right. So send the questions. We like questions mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. You could either love our answers or not. You could say, yeah, I don't like your answer. But yeah, I, that'd yeah, be fine too. I did. I like that a ton. Um, yeah. In 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 the uh, some other news that came through here, uh, Marshawn Lattimore uh, wasn't at practice for the Saints this week. He's going to miss a couple weeks with that thumb injury for him. So that seems to be a, a like a thing that is definitely going to be happening for them. Bradley Chubb was uh, limited on Wednesday for the Broncos. Of course, that was another injury that they we've been monitoring for for that team. And then the 49ers went out and claimed. Trenton Cannon, he is a running back, if you were wondering. And so there must be something going on with this Trey Sermon thing. Like this must not be a joke that he was that he's on the on the bad list there in San Francisco. So Trenton Cannon getting signed by the 49ers. Trenton Cannon um played college football at Virginia State. Was drafted by the Jets in the sixth round in twenty eighteen. There you go. There's your Trenton Cannon update. No relation to Brady Cannon. I was surprised you had that ready to go so quick. Well, I know my Trenton Cannon. Uh, <laughs> skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, by the way. Uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night football. Not exactly the sexiest Thursday night football matchup. Mm-hmm. With apologies to Giants fans. I'm a Washington fan, so hope you, uh, you know, game-recognized game on that comment. But this is the sort of within the network window where the game on NFL Network is not going to major networks so they're sort of getting away with a bad matchup if you will it's not you know it's not going to uh the more widely spread networks giants at washington um washington favored by three and a half taylor heineke against daniel jones heineke jones thursday night football catch the fever the total's 40 and a half you still think it's do you think it's not low enough so i took a last night i did take a very small piece of the under 41 um not a not a typical bet for me, just a, a smaller bet. But again, it was one of those where I want to see if my inclinations were correct on something like this, which is maybe Washington sputters just a little bit under the new quarterback and isn't quite as efficient under the new quarterback until he kind of gets his legs underneath him. And then we saw what we saw from the Giants, right? I mean, we kind of we, we think we see what this team is, you know, and so going up against a Washington team on the road that I think probably bounces back on the defensive side of the ball, but it could be a, certainly could be a prove it game here because there's nothing about this Giants offense that should 
should scare them at all, should threaten them at all. And so if the Washington team doesn't, Washington defense doesn't kind of ball out here against this team, I think the question that you posed a little bit earlier becomes even more mm-hmm. loud. We start beating that drum a little bit more that did, were we too were we too quick because it looks awesome on paper to say that this team was definitely going to be one of the best defenses in the league. You don't ever want to say a week two game is a must-win situation because it's not. This just in. But if Washington loses, it goes oh two. We were talking a little bit about this this morning. Given the way that their schedule is so loaded, tough early, mm-hmm. they might spiral into a horrific record early in the season. But again, as we said, even if they're mediocre going yeah. to the last five games, they still win the division. Still win the thing. Yeah, still win the division based on how their uh, schedule uh, bears out. Look at that. After the Giants. At Bills, at Falcons doesn't look as bad anymore. But Saints, Chiefs, Packers, at Broncos, that's never fun, before the bye week. So that's eight games before the bye week. If they don't win that Giants game, ooh, no. That could be ugly. I mean, what are you looking at at that point? Two and six, maybe? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That could get ugly. Especially with, you know, like we said, I mean, as good as the Saints looked, as good as the Broncos looked. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be two and six. I'm being, I might be being kind. Yeah, yeah, that could be, that could be ugly. It could be ugly. So, so Washington's got to win that game. <laughs> regroup on the buy and come out and play the Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> let's regroup on the buy and come out and play the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great either. So yeah, so and and then there's again that total, the lowest of the young NFL season, and we are, I mean, how many totals are we likely to see lower than this the entire oh, season? Man. I maybe you, you count them on one hand. Yeah, on one hand. For I was gonna say maybe a few more, but yeah, yeah. you're probably right. On one hand or less, I would guess. The the one the one bet, Matt, that I was considering for this game is mm-hmm. maybe an over on Kenny Galladay's yardage, up to fifty five and a half. Though I think I saw it open around fifty. Uh, he went four for four for sixty four on six targets in that game against the Broncos. But you know, kind of like you pointed out, I mean, he's kind of. Yeah, one one of the few weapons that team has that's fully healthy right now. That that that's one that's interesting me a bit for tomorrow. I haven't played yet, but one I'll be looking at hard. Yeah, I the only other prop that I was kind of looking at is maybe an under on Sterling Shepard. Uh, that that fifty eight and a half. Well, he had a big game that last right. Game, yeah, it's pretty high, and it was because he got a couple of blown coverage, you know, receptions in that last game. But that's not really his style, right? Like Galladay and Slayton are the guys that are going to be further downfield. Shepard runs all those underneath routes and, and things. And again, we're, we're considering, I'm still going to say this Washington defense is going to be good until they prove to me that they're not going to be good. And so 58 and a half on Sterling Shepard seems a bit high for me. I think the under there is probably going to be in my account. Is there a Daniel Jones fumble prop? Is there a market there, for that? There has to be. I mean, if, it's, if it's a half a fumble, how many people are going to go under? Because he's never fumbled against Washington before. <laughs> got everything but fumbles. Yeah, they got interceptions. I don't think they have fumbles. Daniel Jones, though, keep in mind, once again, that uh, since the beginning of the 2019 season, when he entered this National Football League, uh, he leads the league. Not what you want to lead the league in. NFL worst 18 fumbles lost since entering the league in, in the, uh, the 2019 season including one inside the red zone this past weekend at Denver, which Giants fans know oh so well with the Giants only down 17-7 to at that time. We'll come back. Let's talk some college football. Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. few really good games on paper uh, this weekend at college football. We'll get his thoughts on those, beyond those, and Clay Helton being ousted at USC after game number two. Futak next, right here on Prime Primetime Action.
action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on VSIN's primetime action, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown. Glad you could stick around with us tonight. Don't forget, make this football season your best sports betting season ever with the VSIN free trial. You can get it today and full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only. $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Let's talk a little college football, gentlemen. Let's bring him in from collegefootballnews.com, a treasure trove of college football information for oh so long when he founded it so many years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Peter Futak. How you doing, Pete? I am doing just fine. How you guys doing tonight? Doing very well. Man, let, let me start before we get to games this week real quick on Clay Helton. Um, maybe not a surprise that he got fired, but a surprise to you that it was done when it was done after game two and the one loss to Stanford. It's never a good time to do this. There's just a, if you do it at the end of the season, you lose an entire recruiting class and you lose a, a whole wave of coaches who might want to be interested. Uh, you do it in the off season and it kills the following season. I know you can't go grab a, a current head coach right now necessarily. So you don't have that to build things up, but at the very least, you get the wheels in motion. And the one thing to remember right now is no coach, especially a current college football head coach, is going to even suggest or hint that, yeah, you know what? I kind of want the USC job because the second you do that, you kill recruiting, at least you kill recruiting in their own minds. So you're never going to hear a Luke Fickle or a James Franklin or a PJ Fleck or any of these guys say anything other than, I love where I'm at. I'm never leaving. Pete, when we talked to you uh, last, we were sitting here saying, okay, listen, do we need to play the loser of the Georgia-Clemson game in for the national championship? And you, and you were saying, well, yeah, you know, look, here's the thing, though. Clemson is going to need some help in order to, you know, get back in this thing because their schedule is so ridiculously soft that, you know, they're going to need some help. Well, they got that help, right? And so here we are now with them sitting at 8-1. to one. Do you think now – with the Ohio State loss, that we are looking at Clemson's path now being much, much easier to get back in, and now we're, you know, once you're in the tournament, things can things can happen, right? And so now we can get back in on this team at eight to one. Yeah, the only thing to clarify is, like you said, to win it, not just get in it. I mean, getting in it's one thing, but to win that fourteen tournament, yeah. So eight to one is not bad because. Look, we're talking. It's fun. It's week three. Clemson has a loss. Ohio State has a loss. Georgia is awesome, but they've got quarterback injury issues. And, you know, JT Daniels is probably going to play this week. But even if he's that, he's still kind of banged up a little bit. The Pac 12 is involved in this. Alabama, as great as it is, we still haven't quite seen what it's able to do. So there is a little bit of wiggle room here, uh, depending on who you think can actually get in this thing. And the flip side of that is trying to think about, okay, Let's what's the one team out of that group that we pretty much know is in because that's the team that's going to rip through everybody else. Like, let's say we have an outlier. Let's say we get an Oregon in this thing. Let's say we get a, you know, a Texas A&M or even Oklahoma. We know from past history that if Clemson gets in that and it's a couple other outside of the norm teams, it's just going to destroy through that thing. So uh, if you like Alabama, if you still like Clemson, uh, go for it right now because absolutely they are right back in this thing. 
Pete, let's talk about some games this weekend. Uh, let's go to State College. Good game. Good interconference game. Auburn at Penn State. Penn State uh, with that really strange win over Wisconsin where they probably had no business winning a football game but managed to against the Badgers. And then coming back and really actually, you know, what could have been a letdown spot looking pretty good this past weekend against Ball State. Here they are at home. Big, big game against Auburn. Bo Nix has these weird home road splits. Penn State favored by six and a half. Is that too much? I, you know how you hate it when I do this. This might be one of the stayaways because we have no clue what Auburn is. Uh, they played what, Alabama State last week? They haven't played anybody yet. Now, there's two ways to look at this. Either they haven't played anybody yet and we don't really know what they are and maybe they're way overrated because I think they've won their first two games by like, what, 124 to 10 or something like this? And Penn State seems like it should be an easy play because that defense is that good. Or you think that, all right, the first two games in the Brian Harson era, they got two layup games to start, two live scrimmages. They got everything sharpened up. They got all the bad things out of the way. They know what their personnel is. Now they're ready to go in a game like this. And certainly Auburn, a team like this for these guys is not going to be phased. Ooh, a whiteout. Oh no. Scary. That's <laughs> who cares. That's nothing to these guys. So you're the it, first person this week to disrespect the whiteout, Pete. I just want I you do. to know that. It's, it's so dumb. It's like, Oh no, they're wearing white. Okay. So yeah, like, but, it, but it's a lot okay. of well, white what's coming out yes, of that yes. tunnel. It's more, it's more white than normal though. Yes. You know, it's a lot of white Pete. Got to factor that in. Yes. But all that matters is uh, that team that's coming out of the tunnel. That's what's the gladiator line there. Whatever comes out of this, you know, can you look at me, whatever it is. Uh, But I think to to make a pick in a long winded way, Penn state, again, we don't know what Auburn is quite yet. We know the Penn state defense is awesome. I'll take Penn state and the points in this, but I'm not happy about it. Wow. By the way, six, not six and a half. Let me correct myself. Pete, Alabama on the road at Florida. This thing is ping-ponging between 14 and 14 and a half. When it gets the half, when it when it gets the hook on there, people are taking Florida. When it gets to 14, people are coming back and taking Alabama. Uh, two touchdowns here, 59 and a half the total. I'm not going to say who do you think wins this because I think you're going to say Alabama, but let's talk about the spread here. Two touchdowns. If you're getting 14, is that good? If you like the hook, dude, you go Florida. What's what's going on here? What does this remind you of? Last week, we were talking about Ohio State and Oregon when we're like, we know who's going to win this. Maybe if it's 14 and a half, we kind of like Oregon. If it's 14, we like Ohio State. But we know at the end of the day, Ohio State's Ohio State. They're going to pull this thing off. This game freaks me out. I know better than to ever, ever, ever pick against Alabama. I think We are way overblowing that win over Miami. I think Nick Saban, for all his bluster and stuff, is kind of right that the team isn't. Yes, they they didn't cover against Mercer, and that obviously you can't take anything in that, but it might not be that sharp. Their linebacking core is banged up against a couple of uh, quarterbacks that can tear off big runs. Florida's number two in the nation in rushing. It's at home. They've got NFL guys. The problem, though, in this is the Florida secondary still isn't that good after a year where it really wasn't very good. I like Florida in this, and I'm not. I said last week I wouldn't be shocked if Oregon won outright, even though I picked Ohio State. I will not be shocked if Florida wins outright, and I think I'm taking them with the points in this. All right, so let me ask you about this. Let me go off the grid for a second. Iowa. Iowa beats Iowa State this past weekend and does it in typical Ferentz over Campbell fashion. Um, I'm kind of tired of the whole Matt Campbell 
uh, crescendo that we've heard over. That we've... Cyclone Nation Nation's about to jump on. That's it's Gil Alexander, not me. <laughs> Cyclone Nation Quit yelling at me for saying Iowa State's overrated. Well, let me go to Iowa. Is is there a path here? If you look at their schedule now, uh, eight to one to win the Big Ten. Let's uh, sixty-six to one to win it all. But you could work with that betting wise if they got to the playoff. Do you like either of those? Yeah, they win the national championship. They have no downfield passing game. But to win the Big Ten isn't crazy. I mean, uh, I don't have it in front of me, for so forgive me. They don't get Ohio State. I think they get Penn State at home, and they go on the road to Wisconsin. So there are a couple of landmines there for them. Uh, but, yeah, look, they came close. We forget in the college football playoff era, uh, the teams that just barely missed, they were one defensive stop away uh, from going to the college football playoff. Uh, this team has the defense. They've got the lines. They've got the explosion. The one thing that's missing, Spencer Petras has got to be able to get that downfield passing attack going because at some point it's going to come back to haunt them that they can't stretch the field. But, man, after two games, dominated Indiana, take Cincinnati this week, by the way, and dominated Iowa State, who, okay, let's see what this Iowa State team does this week at UNLV, but they struggled against Northern Iowa to start the year. But, yeah, buy in on Iowa right now, absolutely, because the Big Ten West is absolutely gettable. And if you get to that Big Ten championship game, obviously Ohio State does not look like the uh, killer we thought it was. Yeah, Penn State at home and at Wisconsin. We've got about 90 seconds here. Um, Look, I understand winning is winning, but Notre Dame has stumbled their way to two wins here. Why do we do this every single year with Notre Dame and try to make it out that they're going to be a good team? Why don't we just say Notre Dame is going to do what Notre Dame does every year and they're going to disappoint you? Didn't disappoint last year. They got to the college football playoff. Last year wasn't a real year, Pete. Come on, that wasn't a real year oh, last year. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. But the, look, this is a different team, obviously. And, you know, fortunately for the Irish that most of the voters in the polls don't have Peacock and didn't actually watch the game. But look, this team has issues. I mean, the defense is not playing all that well. They have no running game. The offensive line had to do a total rebuild. There's a ton of talent there. There's also a ton of young players on the front there. So this is going to be a rough year. But look, they're going to go 10-2. They're going to you know, get through some of these games that look nasty on, in, the, in the, the big picture of it. Like, oh, my gosh, look at their schedule. If you take it game by game, it's not that bad. Uh, they're going to be okay. But look. If you're struggling that bad against a Florida State team who lost to Jacksonville State and a Toledo team from the MAC, that's pretty good, but it's from the MAC. It's not good, but like you said, two knows two and oh. Any landing you can walk away from is a good one. All right. Pete Futak, Pete F I U T A K on Twitter, the site. Once again, collegefootballnews.com. Pete, as always, appreciate it, man. And we'll talk soon, I'm sure. Have a good night, guys. Peter Futak, everybody, uh, right here on Beeson's Prime Time Action. Uh, we'll come back. We will update all the baseball scores. We'll do that next. Yankees still nursing that two to nothing lead. Primetime action coming back. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Let me tell you about this again. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. It's interesting. Data is available for Moneyline over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. At least that's the intention. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vison.com. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, just goofing around, and uh, Kelly Bidlin here as well. What was Matt doing during that read? Uh, that? I mean, you you got to to laugh at it every time you yes. did it during Danielle when, when she was doing the reads, <laughs> but right. now you get to be the victim of... <laughs> just looking over I, I don't know. He was trying to get comfortable for very a very long time. Shout out to Danielle. She just powered through it. She was not phased. Not phased at all. He was way yeah. worse with her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're children. That's what we are. Let's update the scores, shall we, with the odds. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. The uh, Reds, you're not looking so good. The Reds refuse to make the playoffs. They don't want to. Four they, to they're two. They're the Pirates. Pirates. God. The Pirates up four to two, bottom of the fifth. Live numbers currently off the board for this game, though. If you're a Reds fan or a Reds ticket holder, like a yes-no playoff thing, you are you are just hating it right now. How about Pirates minus 370? What are the Reds, Reds on? Reds plus two sixty. Reds plus two sixty down. I don't have any. I don't have any confidence Ooh, in them. Plus I one know, and a half at even money. That's interesting. Though. It's in the fifth though. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> we did this last night. Rubble, 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 Trailing the Phillies. Phillies up three to two. That game in the bottom of the fifth. Phillies minus 575. So I'm going to guess they are threatening again right now. 
Cubs plus 375 live. Nine and a half is your live total. Mets fans, I'm sorry. Cardinals have beaten them 6-2. to two. This game in the top of the fifth inning. Cardinals minus 825 live right now. Mets 5-1 to one live dogs. 12 and a half uh, is the live total. The Braves up on the Rockies. one to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Braves minus 500 live. So I'm going to guess they're threatening too a little uh, with another run. Rockies plus 340 and 6.5 and is the live total. The Indians lead the Twins one to nothing in the top of the fifth. Astros lead the Rangers three to nothing in the top of the third. Astros minus eleven fifty live. Rangers plus six fifty if you wanted to hop in on that one. A's up on the Royals two to one bottom of the second. A's are a minus two thirty five live favorite. Royals plus one eighty ten and a half live total. And Angels and White Sox scoreless top of the third inning. White Sox minus one. 75 Angels plus 145, seven and a half life. Matt and I were just watching the Cardinals Mets game. It was very interesting there for a second. Um, Kelly, can you update us on Mexico versus Italy in foot volleyball? Yes. What's the, what is, what's we have the foot volleyball up on the screen. As that well. was an infomercial. So no, I, don't I am getting exhausted watching these guys play this. This is just in shape, man. I mean, this is just exhausting watching, watching these guys play foot volleyball and Basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. If you're wondering, it's Tremendous. volleyball with everything but your hands. What's going on? I thought there was an infomercial no, 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 over there. We saw no, we for have, the same thing. No, and now we, have a, we have a going? whole team. We have a U.S. team. This is so. an actual game between one Mexico team, and Italy. One team is from Italy, and one team is yeah. from Mexico. Sixteen to nine, Mexico. Right, I'll, I'll try to, what's, what's, what do you believe it's called? Foot volleyball. Foot, foot, foot volleyball. volleyball. What do right, we believe let, it's let's called? See if, uh, let's see if they have it up in. Uh, on DraftKings. I don't think so, though. Well, I would assume that they didn't. A uh, couple of other things for this uh, game tomorrow night. Evan Ingram tied in there for the Giants. He was gone. Uh, he didn't play last week either, but they went ahead and moved him on IR, um, it looks like. So this is going to be, uh, this is going to, uh, this is going to be, you know, look, he was, he's this guy that never really broke out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. Yeah. He's a guy that never really broke out, was right? It, was a and sexy so, fantasy pick a few years yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, he just never really broke out. So, I, it's, again, does this move the needle for me at all? It does not. No. Like, in, in the least. But it does not move the needle for me at all. Especially now, they bring in Galladay. So, now, I mean, this is like a, a, a wide receiver team now. I mean, like, you know, you've got Galladay. You've got Slayton. You've got Shepard. I mean, you've got, and then, of course, you drafted Tony as well. So, I mean, like, there's, this is, there's probably going to move away from, from kind of even Evan Ingram and stuff. As it is, anyway. Another thing uh, for that Colts team, Xavier Xavier Rhodes, of course, had to miss last game. Still not practicing for the Colts. Now, Wednesday isn't really the red flag day for something like that for a guy that's a veteran like Xavier Rhodes, but definitely something to still monitor for this team because, again, a starting corner, big physical corner that had a really good year last year as well. So, just something that we need to to keep keep an eye on here. A couple of other guys for that Colts team that didn't practice today. Could just be a veteran day. It is Wednesday, but Quentin Nelson, offensive lineman that's been dealing with back and foot injuries, he didn't practice either. An offensive tackle in Braden Smith didn't practice today either. And Darius Leonard, middle linebacker, didn't practice for, for them either. So all of these guys, not even limited practices, just didn't practice today. We will really give you an update tomorrow because if none of them go on Thursday, that could be – 
that could be pretty interesting for that Colts. We get a team that I'm looking to fade anyway, and probably are going to be back in the Rams as it is. And I might go ahead and get ahead of this this news. I might go ahead and put in something on the Rams just just in case this goes against the Colts. For we some got of these three guys. and a halfs here in town. Is that right on the Rams? Yeah, this this came down a bit today. There are three and a halfs here in Las Vegas that uh, you could buy down to three very easily. Actually, like three and a half basically across the board here in Vegas. We are Oppo. Our guest yesterday, Drew Dinsick, who is my guest on the Beating the Book Megapod. For those who want a uh, great week by week podcast on the NFL, uh, the Beating the Book Megapod tomorrow. Uh, Mike Palm, Todd Wishnev, and I with our rotating guest tomorrow is Drew Dinsick, and he is on the Colts. Mm-hmm. But that is not going to be news that he welcomes. No, no. I mean, like, again, it's it is Wednesday, and sometimes these these veteran dudes get Wednesdays off. But these are also guys that were hurt last week as well, right? So it's it's something we certainly need to to monitor there for that Colts team. And like I said, I might try to get ahead, especially if there's three and a halfs here on in Vegas. Might go ahead and try to get ahead of this news because that that number's going to move if if any of those guys get officially ruled out, then it's gonna it's gonna come off that three and a half back to the four for sure, and maybe even through the four. Is there a game or games that you have completely ruled out from contest selections this week, like ones that you want? No I think part the massive of. spread games I probably won't play. Won't play the massive spreads. Yeah. Because you don't want any yeah. part of those dogs either. Yeah. I, I, I think those massive spread games, I probably will end up Texans, Lions, and Falcons. Yeah. I would say the only one you could talk, like maybe talk me into would be Falcons with those points. Maybe. You could talk me into the Falcons. Yeah, but the, yeah. I, I, every other side yeah. of those double-digit ones, I would not, want nothing to do with this week. The It depends on what number they post on the Brown. Like, if it's 12 and a half, if it's under 13, it would at least be in consideration for me. But if it gets to 13 or above and I'm playing like, you know, there's just increases that push equity so much whenever it's up at 13 as opposed to the yes. 12 and a half. So like, and, and in contest, you know, we're trying to maximize as many points as we can get and not having to chop and get the half points and stuff. So yeah, I, I would have to see what number they posted. So I would at least consider possibly the Browns, but that would be, that'd be about it. for me. Let me uh, shift to a little baseball right here. Season win totals pre-flop this year that have already been determined. Can I interest you in that, Mateo? Okay. Tampa Bay Rays. Over, clinched already. Their preseason uh, Mm -hmm. win total was 86. They already had 90 games. Uh, Under, Minnesota Twins. Don't we know that one, huh? No. 88 and a half. They're at 64 wins. That was a brutal season based on expectations. National League, New York Mets, their total was 90. Sorry, Mets fans are at 72. That's an under. That's been clinched. Washington, season win total was 84 and a half. It's 60 wins. That's an under. Giants, 95 when their season win total was 75 and a half, that's an over that's been clinched. San Diego, their season win total was 95. They're at 74. That's an under that's been clinched. And finally, Arizona, who was at 75 and a half, their season, their, that was their season win total. They're at 47. Good Lord. That's an under. And then Baltimore with a loss tonight clinches the under as well. So. I have never been, I, and this is, this, I've never been more wrong about a team than the Twins. Than Twins. Yeah. I, I did four, let me be clear, I, I did there were four season win percentages that I did mm-hmm. this year because of COVID. Some books put out percentages as opposed to uh, win totals. So they didn't know if all the games were going to get played. Um, and I will go, it looks like I'm going to go three and one, assuming that the blue Jays mm-hmm. can get there. They had another win today. They need about five more to get there. I will go three and one. I will have the under on Baltimore. I will have the under on the Rangers. I will have the over on the blue Jays. And the fourth was an under on yeah. the twins. Excuse me. And over on the twins. Yeah. How wrong could we have been? I mean, that's one of those things where we talk. That's why we say it. on paper, that team should have been, that team should have been also should have been right in the mix for everything. And it, it just, nothing got right for them. Nothing clicked. And boy, that team, I've not been that wrong about a team in a long time. Oh, well, stand in line. We were all there together.
Win some, lose some, yeah. Yeah. Two to nothing Yankees, bottom of the sixth, one out. Yankees not exactly a blowing the Orioles away. Orioles hanging around in this one. Uh, nobody on with one out. We'll see if the Yankees can get home. Mets trailing the Cardinals six to two. Um, Mets already two games below 500 and uh, very much on the outside looking in now in the National League. Wild card picture. We'll Mexico talk. up 21-12 <laughs> on Italy in foot volleyball yes. as well. Yeah. I, I have 10 dimes on that. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. We'll resume NFL talk with Frank Schaub from Yahoo. We will do that next right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action from the South Point. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.